0: Brought to you by Save On Foods Parksville. Take advantage of great savings each week at Save On Foods, like our unbelievable prices with Daryl's deals. And our Western family brand is always our lowest price, or it's free. Plus, redeem more rewards points for free items. Save On Foods, three great ways to save every day.
1: Welcome to PQBeat, a podcast of the Parksville-Qualicum Beach News, the newspaper of record both online and in print for Parksville-Qualicum Beach and the surrounding communities. Visit us online at pqbnews.com. Hi, everyone. This is Philip Wolfe, editor of the PQB News and VI Free Daily. Today, we're joined by the president of the Vancouver Island Master Gardeners Association and a volunteer at Milner Gardens and Woodland in Qualicum Beach, Welcome, Dorothy Kieser. Hey there. Can you tell us a little bit about how you first got the gardening bug?
0: Oh, I must have been about three or four years old when I went with my grandmother to a commercial greenhouse. And it smelled so good in there. Unbelievable. You know, it smelled of sunshine and earth and green and plants. And that smell is still in my nose as I'm thinking about it. And so somehow that must have hooked me on gardening. But also going out into the garden with my grandmother and picking all kinds of berries, currants and gooseberries and you name it and uh, somehow that's never left me except of course when I was a teenager and I had to work in the garden then it took on a whole different aspect and uh, didn't enjoy that so much but I've certainly come back to it with a vengeance especially after I retired.
1: So right about this time of year as everyone starts to think about the gardening do you still get that same old feeling?
0: Oh, I do, I do. And uh, I read a quote by Margaret Atwood. I'm not quite sure that I can repeat it exactly. But she said something like, in the spring, at the end of the day, you should smell like dirt. And I really appreciate the smelling like dirt. So I was out in my garden yesterday and uh, it was wonderful coming in after a good days of work.
1: For me, at this time of year, it's the, the first smell of mown grass reminds me of baseball and I still feel like I'm a little kid when that happens.
0: Yeah, that's a very similar kind of experience for sure.
1: You retired after a career as a biologist. Did that field of employment help you in any way with your gardening?
0: Um, It did in terms of uh, when I went through my undergrad and graduate training, because it teaches you biological principles that, of course, apply to gardening. I was a fisheries biologist, so the actual aspect of of the biology didn't so much carry over into the garden. But the basic training that you get as an undergraduate in basic botany and, and biological principles certainly do apply to gardening. But one can be a perfectly good gardener if you never open a textbook and just learn to do by doing.
1: good advice you've been a master gardener for 12 years now what does that designation
0: mean a master gardener means that you've gone through some academic training usually associated with a university or one of the bigger horticultural centers for the the Vancouver Island master gardeners the academic training course goes through Vancouver Island University and it's a very intensive 12-week course But the whole program, the whole training program is a two-year program. And so after you've done your 12-week course in terms of learning the basic biology and learning about soils and learning about pests and diseases and all this kind of good stuff, essential to gardening, then you have a two-year apprenticeship when you are working under the tutelage of another master gardener and you learn to identify plants and you learn some hands-on things about pruning and being out in the garden and that kind of thing and after that you get your certificate and you're let loose on the world and hopefully you will participate in teaching others about gardening and the enthusiasm that comes with gardening and health aspects and you name it so That's what being a master gardener is all about, is to be active in the gardening community and enticing other people into the gardening community and teaching them a bit about how to.
1: When you finished your designation, did you find your thumb was greener?
0: My thumb was dirty all along, greener otherwise. (laughs) But No, I did learn a lot. It it was certainly a well worthwhile course. And we had a lot of expert speakers, some local, some not so local, but uh, we have a lot of excellent excellent gardening gurus around the coast of bc specifically on salt spring island like linda gilkison and others but then uh, milner garden for instance has all kinds of people including master gardeners that uh, help in the garden and answer gardening questions and that sort of thing so so yes my thumb did get a little bit greener (laughs) Uh,
1: you do some teaching and and giving lectures what's the most common question you get during those
0: That's a hard one to answer. I can't say that there's one most common question. It really depends on time of year. If it's tomato time, Most of the questions will be regarding tomatoes, late blight, early blight, how to grow the best tomatoes, which is the best variety, you name it. If it's this time of the year, it's a lot of pruning questions, a lot of what are your favorite varieties of seeds or vegetables, what do I need to do in my garden this time of the year, and my answer is plan and weed and go from there. But anyway, so the questions really... Uh, vary according to time of year. There's also a lot of questions in terms of pests and diseases and what is this little bug and what can I do about it? So those are the kind of questions that uh, we as master gardeners tend to deal with. And pre-COVID, we actually used to be out in the garden centers, Parksville, Colicum, Nanaimo, you name it. And answer people's questions. Of course, with COVID, we're a bit limited in that way, but there's still various advice lines that you can email questions into, like the gardening advice line that Milner Garden operates in conjunction with the Master Gardeners. And so you can email in your question and in, well, say slightly less than a week, you should have a reasonable answer um, as to what you can do about your particular question.
1: What does a, a regular person need to start gardening? Any special tools or seeds or anything like that?
0: No, I think what you really need is enthusiasm and somehow the marveling about what you can grow and also a recognition of the mistakes you can make. But it really, it's the enthusiasm. And if you open a gardening catalog, it doesn't matter whether a vegetable catalog or one of the other horticultural catalogs with flower seeds or bulbs and so on it should really make your mouth water. It certainly makes my mouth water when the gardening catalogs start coming at the beginning of the year and then looking what you might grow, what you uh, would really always have wanted to grow and then go to your garden centers and be inspired or go to Milner Gardens and be inspired about gardening there. There's so much to learn there and, and see and see what people have done and what you could possibly do in your own garden. So it's it's that kind of thing that you need is the inspiration
1: do you have any special tips at this particular time of year
0: don't rush it don't rush it um, we all get so keen on getting out there and not only mowing the grass like you were suggesting for the good smell but also just work up what you haven't done during the winter plan your garden carefully and then once you're really fully uh, on top of the planning and what you want to put where, then start putting things out. We all want to have the early, early tomatoes. So we put those poor little tomato seedlings out when it's far too cold. You want to be able to uh, give them a good environment, a good home. And so here in Animo. The rule of thumb used to be you don't put any tomatoes out until the last bit of snow is gone on Mount Benson. So some gardeners say if you put your hand on the soil and even at the end of the day, or at the beginning of the day it feels nice and warm and you can leave your hand there without starting to shiver then uh, maybe it's time to plant tomatoes out into the garden. So don't rush it because you gain nothing you just give those poor things a shock from which they never recover.
1: What are some of the other big mistakes that people might make at this time of year?
0: To me, one of the things is to get things ready appropriately. I already talked about planning, but it's also a question of getting the weeds out so that you don't get weed seeds into your beds more than necessary. This time of the year, the weeds, having had the overwintering chance, are really keen. And I um, certainly want to get the dandelions out of my garden. I don't want to get the dandelions out of my yard necessarily. I enjoy the color of the dandelions and I know that the mason bees enjoy the dandelions, but I don't want the dandelions to go to seed in my garden. And also the spring weed or some people call it wild mustard is gangbusters now in terms of making flowers and pretty soon seeds and then you can't catch up with it anymore. So if you can get it out this time of the year then you're well ahead. And then of course you want to get some good soil in some soil amendments that sort of thing so that give your plants the absolute best chance to either bloom nicely or fruit nicely or depending on whether you're a vegetable or a flower gardener to give them the very best chance to do what they're supposed to do later in the year
1: you mentioned ahead of time that you enjoy working on your own orchard vegetable flower and rhododendon gardens do you have a particular favorite
0: It's a little bit like choosing a favorite amongst your children. It's a hard thing to do. Um, Depending on what I want to see or harvest at rhododendron time, clearly the rhododendrons are foremost in my mind in terms of enjoying their beauty Vegetable gardening, which I'm starting up right now. Yesterday I put in my broad beans. Then, of course, that's foremost. And I'm especially keen on winter gardening. So all winter long, I enjoy the vegetables that I've put in last summer or during the fall. And then, of course, in the fall, it's my orchard that I'm keenest on. And then it also depends on what's the most work, like in the spring when uh, I have to do all the pruning, then I'm not sure that my orchard is my all-time favorite. But it all needs to be done in the course of the seasons.
1: You volunteer at Miller Gardens and Woodland in Qualicum Beach. Can you talk a little bit about that organization?
0: Milner Garden and Woodlands is my gardening inspiration, and you were asking earlier about what should people do to get started in gardening? Well, get inspired about a garden, and so a garden like Milner's is a wonderful place to enjoy and also to learn. There's a tremendous amount to be learned at Milner's, both in the vegetable end of things and in the general plant, not just rotos, but general plant and plant structure and plant growth. All these kinds of things can be learned at Milner, aside from it being a beautiful place to visit. But just recently, Milner, for instance, has put in a demonstration garden um, where Mrs. Milner's, Veronica Milner's food garden used to be. So Milner Gardens, in conjunction with the master gardeners, have put in a demonstration gardens that show you all kinds of different vegetables. Recently, they grew lentils, and I had never seen lentils grow before. So it was a real eye-opener to me, but also in terms of how you structure the beds and how you maintain the beds throughout the year. So there's a tremendous amount to be learned there. And you Parksville Qualcomm people are probably familiar with Milner Gardens' new addition in terms of their rhododendron grove. It's a new cultiv- newly cultivated area of the gardens that houses many, many additional rhododendrons from all over the world, many species that are threatened in their natural habitat and that have kind of a refuge at Milner. So again, it's a tremendous amount to be learned there. And then, of course, there's all the early spring flowers that are enjoyable. So if you don't know what to plant for your spring garden, take a tour through Milner and enjoy not only the snowdrops and the winter aconites, but also the um, witch hazels that smell so fantastic. So it's a wonderful place to go any time of the year. Plus, of course, they have the school program, which is so wonderful for the mostly grade ones through threes that learn about gardening and learn about nature and preserving nature and all kinds of concepts that I'm sure will serve them well to be starting gardeners before all too long, once they finish their school end of things.
1: You mentioned that your love of gardening began very early. Do you recommend that uh, people get their children into it?
0: It's a question of whether the school offers that program because it's always by school classes and so folks in Parksville-Colicum have a very good chance that your child will go into a school that actually is associated with Milner. In non-COVID times, Milner also has summer camps and spring break camps where uh, children can go and learn about gardening and get enthusiastic about being in the great outdoors. So. Once we're in a more regular lifestyle again, I'm sure they will have these programs starting up again, and I would strongly recommend that people consider that because it's just such a wonderful opportunity to be in the great outdoors and to learn a little bit about plants and being outside and how to behave outside and that sort of thing.
1: Sticking with learning, you're also a member of the Beban Learning Garden in Nanaimo. Can you tell us about that?
0: It's one of my favorite places to be this time of the year. I was talking earlier about being enthusiastic, having become enthusiastic about being a gardener by being in a greenhouse. Well, the Bevan Learning Garden has a big greenhouse and it's totally volunteer run. And this time of the year, we're all very busy uh, planting seeds of all kinds. In fact, uh, the other day I counted, we grow about just under 100 different varieties of vegetables. The Bevan Learning Gardens only grow edibles, pollinator plants, and edible flowers. And so we're very busy seeding these things. And for instance, we have 25 different varieties of heritage tomatoes. And we don't grow these just for our own enjoyment. We certainly do enjoy them, but we grow them for the community at large. So a lot of them go into the school gardens, go into the low cost housing developments, go into various other public domains that need these kind of seedlings. But of course the money has to come from somewhere to buy new seed and to buy new soil amendments and that kind of stuff. And so we sell plants to the public. This time of the year, we're starting to sell cress and arugula and some of the lettuces. Uh, Later on, there'll be all the more warm weather crops like eggplant and peppers and, as I already mentioned, the tomatoes. Later on in the year, there'll be all the endives and radicchios and kales and cabbages for the winter gardens. I'm very excited about, as I mentioned already, in the winter gardening. And um, I'm about to eat my first, or we are about to eat our first uh, purple cauliflower from last year's seeding. So as time goes on, the plants for the winter gardening will be available. In addition to selling the seedlings or donating the seedlings to the various projects, We have many beds in which we test grow vegetables to see when is the best time to put them in, what is the best variety for our area, what soil conditions they like the best. So we have a test garden. And so we encourage people to come and see what we do. This time with COVID, of course, it's a little more difficult, but the gardens are always available for people to stroll through and have a look. And you can do that because it's um, on the Beben campus where the swimming pool and the auditorium and whatnot is. So you just have to look for a little bit. It's next to the golf course there. And so you're encouraged to stroll through and have a look. As I say, the seedlings will be for sale shortly. And oftentimes there is a master gardener or two available at the gardens. And so if you have gardening questions, we're more than happy to uh, talk to you over the fence at a distance at this time or more personally when uh, all this mask um, needing is uh, less restrictive. So, do come and visit us and uh, possibly buy some plants, but just come and visit and possibly learn something. So, if you're a beginning gardener, it's a wonderful place to come to uh, check things out.
1: I'll make use of your expertise right now. I have one gardening goal this year, and it's to grow some of my own arugula. Any tips?
0: You can start anytime. Get yourself to um, one of the nurseries and pick up the West Coast Seed Catalog, they're free. You don't have to order from west coast Seed, but they are just such a wealth of information as to when you can start things it's a wonderful textbook in addition to being a catalog and i did look at arugula yesterday just for the fun of it and it says that you can start it in your garden anytime that you want excellent or even in a pot on your deck or wherever you want to grow something
1: finally how does someone become a member of the vancouver island master gardeners association
0: I talked a little bit earlier in terms of how uh, the Master Gardeners Association works in terms of doing the academic 12-week training first and then um, doing the two-year apprenticeship. After that, if you finished all the requirements in terms of what goes into the apprenticeship, then you can apply to become a Master Gardener. But you do need to go through the rigors of the academic training and then the apprenticeship.
1: Dorothy, thanks so much for joining us today.
0: You're most welcome. It was fun.
1: That's this edition of PQBeat, produced by the Parksville Qualicum Beach News. Thank you for joining us. If you have suggestions for topics or guests, we would like to hear from you. You'll find our contact information on our website, pqbnews.com.
0: you by save on foods parksville save on foods offers the highest quality selection of ocean friendly seafood delectable bakery cakes made with real whipped cream and the freshest produce available including a wide selection of organics and pre-cut fruits and vegetables discover more of what you want at save on foods